Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for July 27th, 2022. In the July FOMC meeting, the Fed announced an increase of interest rates by three quarters of a percent, the second time in as many months. How much higher could the Fed raise rates? How could this help slow down inflation? How could the markets react to this increase? And could a recession be on the horizon? Nationwide's Deputy Chief Economist Brian Jordan and Senior Economist Ben Ayers provide their perspectives on the Fed's announcement and share their outlook on future rate increases. And now, here's Brian Jordan. The FOMC today raised short-term interest rates by 75 basis points, a second consecutive 75 basis point increase, taking the target range to 2.25% to 2.5%, the highest range since 2018. Ben, were, were there any surprises in today's meeting and announcement? You know, a lot of it came in as expected. You know, the market had moved around over the past month or two as far as what they thought the Fed was going to do with this meeting. Uh, you know, one point, there were some pretty strong estimations we would get a full percentage point. Um, but we ended up coming back to the seven by 75 basis points, which, yet again, has to be emphasized, is a big move. Um, and, and certainly, you know, if it weren't for the 75 basis point move we had um, at the last meeting, would have been the strongest move since 1994. So still a very strong indication that the Fed is taking inflation very seriously, that they are being as aggressive as they feel they can be. You know, as far as surprise, I would say I would go to the press conference where Chair Powell did mention they feel that they're at or pretty close to neutral. Um, so that does imply that the, the Fed rate hikes from here will be at a lesser pace. I think that was everyone's estimation going into this. Um, but certainly the, the immediate reaction from financial market estimates has pulled back on how many rate hikes they feel that the Fed will push through in the second half of the year. And certainly that's been one of the reasons why the market was up in, in the immediate response as well. Um, Brian, you know, one of the other things we got was an update on the contraction of the balance sheet. Uh, they did give us an updated pace of that saying that they would double the amount of, of assets they're going to be rolling off starting in September. Any surprise there? And how does that impact what we see for the Fed going forward for the rest of the year? It's a good point. The Fed isn't just raising short-term interest rates and raising them aggressively. The Fed is also reducing the size of its balance sheet. And so we have two tracks of tightening at the moment. So I think the message that we take from that is the Fed feels, at least for now, that it needs to continue to be aggressive. Um, the statement once again said the committee is highly attentive to inflation risks. Chair Powell said in his press conference that inflation is still much too high. So I think there's a clear signal here that the Fed still the Fed feels it needs to continue moving aggressively, despite the fact that the statement acknowledged um, that there have been recent signs of slowing in spending and in production. Um, so I, I think this is one of those cases where um, the Fed, again, is saying that it's focused on one side of its mandate, much more so than on the other side. Now, the Fed is charged with um, uh, producing maximum sustainable employment in, in an environment of low inflation. It's much more focused on the low inflation side of that mandate now than it is on the maximum sustainable employment side 
of that mandate at the moment. So Ben, with that said, as we look ahead to the rest of this year and into 2023, what should we expect from the Fed, both in terms of the balance sheet and in terms of interest rate increases? Chair Powell said in his press conference um, today that uh, the Fed is still planning at this point to raise rates in 2023. The market doesn't agree with that. What should we expect for policy as we get into the next year? Sure. Well, obviously, that's the the big question at the moment. And much of that, well, the answer to that really depends on where we see inflation. Um, you know, we obviously the June number, as, as Chair Powell mentioned for the CPI, was a surprise on the upside. And if we continue to see surprises on the upside, certainly I do think we'll see more aggressive rate tightening by the Fed in the second half of the year. Now, that being said, we've, we're already, as you mentioned, we're already seeing things pull back a little bit. We've seen gas prices come down. Many other commodity prices are coming down. So it's likely that those readings on a monthly basis for inflation will tick down in coming months. And maybe that takes some of the pressure off um, of the Fed for how many rate hikes they have to put through over the next six months or so. But clearly in the near term, I I do expect those inflation readings, at least on a year-over-year basis, will remain very high. And I do expect another outsized rate increase in September, not a 75, probably a 50. And that's right about where the market is expecting uh, moves, another 50 basis point increase in September. The big question is what happens after that? As you mentioned, the market is expecting maybe one more you know, small 25 basis point increase in the last two meetings of the year. And then maybe stopping from there and maybe seeing some easing over the course of 2023. I think where we sit right now, we still expect them to continue with rate increases through the end of the year. Not as big as we've seen recently, probably more on the order of 25 basis point increases for a couple of meetings. Maybe they do even pause um, when you see the impact of what they've done so far and also the continuation of the rolling off of their balance sheet. So we're getting to the point Point where there's going to start to slow things down, but really it clearly depends on what we see for inflation. So, Brian, you know, when we look at where long term rates are right now, you know, the 10 year sitting about 275, 280, you know, the, the Fed funds right now sitting at the, the 225 to 250 range. If we do continue to see rate hikes through the end of the year, what does that mean for the yield curve? And obviously, what does that mean for a potential downturn down the road? Yeah, it's a great point and a great question because um, this is really where. Um, the recession risks, in my view, stem. Um, we've had a, a flattening in the yield curve, an aggressive Fed tightening cycle that has fueled that flattening, and we're now on the precipice of an outright inversion. So it's very telling that since the Fed raised rates by 75 basis points in June and telegraphed at that time that another big rate increase was coming today, here at the end of July, and delivered on that Uh, telegraphing with today's rate increase. Long-term interest rates have actually fallen, and they've fallen quite a bit. We've gone from right around 330 at the time of the last Fed rate increase to, as you mentioned, um, the high 2% range, right around 2.8% right now. So a significant decline, despite the fact the Fed has been aggressive. So that tells me that the market is um, looking ahead to a dimmer economic backdrop, um, one that may very well include an outright downturn. So we're close to an inversion now. The Fed, as you mentioned, is 2.25 to 2.5% on its benchmark federal funds target. Um, That gives us at the high end of the range about 30 basis points between 
the short-term benchmark, the overnight benchmark that the Fed sets, and the long-term benchmark um, set in the market. Um, and that would suggest that if we don't see much movement in longer-term rates and the movement and the, the trend over the past month or so would at least hint that we might not in advance of the next Fed decision, we could very well see an inversion at the time of that next Fed decision, which will come in September. At that point, the clock starts ticking. Historically, recessions have followed yield curve inversions, inversions from the benchmark overnight rate to the benchmark long-term rate, the Fed funds target out to the 10-year Treasury yield. And historically, it's taken roughly a year and a half uh, pro, uh, before um, the inversion leads to, to an outright recession. So if we get that move and we don't see a counter move um, re in relatively short order after that um, to right-size the curve, to bring short-term interest rates down, or in some scenario, um, a, 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 an economic driver that would push long-term rates higher, that would suggest that there is a significant risk of an economic downturn, a significant risk of recession, um, perhaps in 2024. Um, at this point, it looks like the Fed is going to tighten again in September. The big question is how long-term rates will react both in the interim and in response response to that. Um, so, so given that, Ben, how much do you think the economic outlook, the outlook that the Fed gave today um, and that Jerome Powell hinted at today in his press conference, um, the outlook that was embedded to a degree in the in the FOM statement, how much would a, 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 a decline in that outlook, a dimming in that outlook, if we were to see signs of um, a slowdown in the labor market, for example, how much do you think that will play into Fed policy as we go through the remainder of the year? Well, at least for the remainder of the year, as you, you know, very well put earlier, Brian, I, I, it probably won't move the needle too much unless you do see things really fall off, uh, you know, particularly on the job front. Um, you know, to this point, the job numbers have been very strong and it continues to drive a lot of positive momentum for the economy. You know, if the job market really starts to fall off in the second half of the year, which is probably unlikely given the strong momentum that we have, um, that could move the needle for the Fed. But I, I do think, as you mentioned earlier, that they are almost single-mindedly focused on inflation right now, and with very good reason, given how outsized that is at the moment compared to the long-term trend, and certainly the impact that that's having across the economy broadly. So at least through the end of the year, I, you know, I don't see much of a focus on what's going on with the economy unless we see something really shift dramatically in the next couple of months. I think it's still going to be focused on inflation. Now, when you get into 2023, that could be a different story, because I do think that some of the positive, you know, deflationary trends that we're seeing across the economy and certainly the impact of these Fed rate hikes to date will start to slow down inflation. And as you get towards the middle of next year, in particular the second half of next year, you start to see the economy pull back at that point. I think that's where it comes more into the discussion and you talk more about potential easing. Um, I do think it's likely, just as the market has priced in, that the Fed will start to ease at some point by the end of 2023, either in response to a general weakening of the economy and or a potential signs of a recession building in the economy. So I do think that even if they do continue with those rate increases over the end of this year, maybe in the early stages of next year, that by the end of next year, they'll be easing rates and pulling down those to try to help stimulate the economy. The question would just be, what does that mean? Is it too late? 
or for the to prevent a recession and or how does inflation factor into all that because certainly if inflation remains above where it's been and certainly remains above where it's been in the long-term perspective even through the end of next year they're going to pull back on that and they're going to continue to keep those rates higher and maybe even move them higher if they continue to feel they need to do that to bring inflation down so i i think to answer your question inflation is still the key factor uh, certainly the economy is part of that Unemployment rate is part of that. What we're seeing broadly across the business and, and the consumer sectors are very important there. But I think in the near term, particularly over the next year, the main driver of policy will be inflation, will continue to be as we look forward for the next year or so. Uh, Brian, I do want to wrap up with just one final question for you. Obviously, you know, pretty good response from financial markets today. Um, you know, any thoughts on the, you know, what, the, the, what the moves from the Fed potentially over the next six months will mean for financial markets? Yeah, I, I think uh, you hit on a very important point. The Fed raises rates by 75 basis points. If um, if it weren't for the move in June, this would have been the biggest um, rate increase since the mid-1990s. And yet we had a very positive response in, in risk assets today. I think that's reflective of a couple of things. One, the Fed is moving aggressively to bring the rate of inflation down. In one way or another, inflation is going to come down, either via supply chain improvements, pandemic-related um, um, dislocations, easing, or the Fed is simply going to tighten the economy into a deeper slowdown, if not a recession, and inflation is, is going to ease. But perhaps more important than that, um, the market is already and has already priced in a lot of bad news. Um, the S&P 500, for example, went into a bear market earlier this year, still down well into the double digits from its peak um, in January. Typically, in pre-recession periods, we don't see declines nearly this big. Uh, on average, the S&P has fallen by a little bit less than 8% in pre-recession periods. And believe it or not, it tends to do better than that in recessions if we look at the entirety of recessions because we tend to get big moves to the upside, big sharp rebounds at the end of recessions. So the markets have already priced in a lot of bad news. Um, and now that perhaps some of that bad news is, is coming to, to fruition, we're getting a sell the rumor, buy the fact type of movement. So we will leave it at that. Thank you, Ben. And thank you all for listening. Information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition, or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide N and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2022. Nationwide.